Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. We're doom scrolling, my man. Let's do it. Well, there's been uh, some really bad storms over the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, President Biden declared a state of emergency. Mississippi had a bunch of tornadoes, all pretty close together, a lot of destruction. I made the comment earlier, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it just said Mississippi is gone. In the images that you do see, though, it looks, well, I mean, we've seen it before when, um, was it Joplin, right, when that tornado sure. happened? I guess that's been probably 10 years or so, but... You know, just complete and total destruction, and and these images that you see, everything is gone. And of course, you know, I guess this isn't a huge surprise, but it's one of the poorest areas in the country. So now they got to do, you know, try and 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 clean all the stuff up and rebuild everything. And it's probably the toughest area to do it. They said just because there's no money in this community. This morning, amid piles of destruction and desperation, a growing sense of shock in Central Mississippi. I know we can rebuild. But what you do with the devastation? What you do with all the... <laughs> the violent weekend of weather included at least 12 destructive tornadoes ripping through the south in states like Alabama and Georgia. For Mississippi, it's the deadliest tornado outbreak in 50 years, killing dozens, including a young father of three children and his daughter, who was barely two years old. God, it says that... Last update here I see from Fox News from two hours ago. They say at least 25 people were killed. Yeah. That number keeps going up each time I see it. But right now it's at least 25. I don't know what you do. I, someone reposted that old video from six or seven years ago on Reddit yesterday. Snowcone, I don't know if you saw it, but it made it back to the front page. Remember that video from, I don't think it was Illinois. I actually don't remember which state it was. But that guy filmed the tornado coming to his house. Oh, you could see yeah, 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 He yeah. just films it out the window. And it just gets closer and closer and closer. Until finally it hits, and you're thinking, why were you filming this? Why didn't you go down? And I, I went back and read the article because I couldn't remember all the details, but it sounded like he survived. His wife was right below him. She was actually in the basement or whatever. She was trying to be somewhere safe. He thought the tornado was going to miss them. He'd gone up to grab some lanterns, lanterns and sees the tornado, sticks his camera out there, and he's like, I think this is going to miss us. I'm going to videotape okay. it. And that tornado, if you've never seen that video, it's just crazy because once that tornado hits the house, it's just the screen goes black and you hear this horrible sound, and he ends up getting buried under a pile of, of debris and the chimney and everything else. And I think if I looked out my window and saw a tornado that big coming, what would I do? Would I go down to the basement, or do you get in your car and try and outrun it? That seems to be a debate that people have online. 
If you've got a basement, obviously that's where you're supposed to go. But if you see it and it looks like it's headed directly for you, do you get in your car and try uh, to outrun how it? How far away is it? So let's say that when you see it coming towards you, it's a mile or two away. Yeah, you get in your car and try to go. I feel like to do too. People are saying that you're not supposed to do that, I guess, because you could run into an issue. There could be more storms. You could be blocked. I mean, I, I kind of know where I live. If there was a lot of traffic out, and I thought people were trying to evacuate, then maybe it would be a bad idea. I don't want to get stuck on the road. Right. I feel like in most situations, most places, you, you could. that's probably not going to become the issue. The issue is going to be, can you drive away from it in time? Are you going to be able to get away right. from it? I watched that, you know. I know how fast my video. car goes. Yeah. I know I how like fast those go. Right. But, it's, but, you know, it's more than a mile out there. I guess my fear be I'm judging this wrong. Yeah, it's right. Closer it looks than like I it's think. Like, yeah, yeah. And and by the time you get in the car and start to back out, next thing you know, the cars, the rear of the car, starting to lift up off the ground right. or whatever. And I mean, you've got kids. So if the kids are home, you want to do whatever. I guess they say the best thing is to do. And if they say the best thing is to go to the basement, you go to the yeah. basement. But so many of these times, whether it's hurricanes or tornadoes, a lot of these people don't have basements. And a lot of them live in trailers, right? Well, in the south, they don't have basements. It's not a popular right. thing. Right. And I know, like, in a lot of areas, they, they, it's just not uh, plausible or at least right, economical live, to right. build basements because of the soil and the whatever. And like in Florida, it's, you know, swampland. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have basements. So if you don't have a basement at that point, they tell you you're supposed to go into the bathroom. And I think the last I heard, the advice they still give you is to get in the tub. Oh, yeah. But I got to admit, you know, growing up in Tornado Alley or whatever, we had tornado warnings a lot as a kid. They used to scare me as a kid. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, man, these warnings happen all the time and then there's a, a bunch of noise and a lot of rain and they talk about tornado hitting something tornado. i'm not scared I, of weather to be honest with you like no part of weather scares me i was when i was little. hurricanes i don't know maybe just because i've been through them i went through two hurricanes i lived in michigan there's tornado warnings all the goddamn time right i mean look we had tornado warnings all the time too that's why as a little kid i got over it i never these, really went in the basement my dad never constant. even woke us up i the only time i remember What's the going idea to the i mean it's bad luck it's bad luck that that thing's going to actually start somewhere and hit your house. That's just it. You start to realize that as you get older. Even if this What's thing is terrible game? and does a ton of destruction, what are the odds it goes right through my house? Right? Not good. Not good. Now, in this instance, they had dozens of tornadoes, apparently, or a couple dozen tornadoes over the weekend. So I don't know. That obviously increases your odds. But still, if I look out the window and see that tornado coming, even if I can see it because it's only a mile or two away, the chance that it comes and hits my right. house exactly... Also, in the basement... And earthquakes don't... Someone asked on Twitch. Uh, earthquakes, we lived in Seattle. They talk about all the goddamn time. I never thought twice about it. Yeah, I remember somebody saying one time, like, look, the, the pictures are shaking. I'm like, they they are? Right. Well, they just did. I didn't notice. And everything and was... Same with volcanoes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't, don't have to worry about that here. It's like uh, worrying about hurricanes. It was a, a little kid. unsettling. I was in Portland one time, and we were out to eat at some restaurant up in the sky, and they were like, look... that." Volcanoes smoking. Yeah, I was like, man, it's weird. active. But, like, hmm. and, but not enough to be like, I are we like in Pompeii area? area? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like they know. They give you some sort of warning. I don't. Know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like they've got that figured out. With tornadoes, they don't get a lot of warning because it just boom, right. the storm picks up. A lot of times, the weather service doesn't even know that someone has spotted the tornado before a bunch of houses have just been completely wiped out. So I feel like in the basement, if I if it was bad enough that I went down to the basement, I wouldn't go in your basement. Oh, you always say that. I'm just saying, with it's all better the than being giant, in the bathroom. Well, I don't know the giant. What are they? What centipedes and porcelain dolls? I'm not. If you're like, hey, tornado's coming, we should go in the basement. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna end up with. 
<laughs> That's the fourth time today, snow cone. Are you doing anything about those? Okay, good. Uh, Taylor Swift, or I guess Swifties, are, are in court today. This big lawsuit against Ticketmaster. You know, they can't believe how bad Ticketmaster screwed this whole thing up with their pre-sale. They are accusing Ticketmaster of a lot of things, including jacking up ticket prices, selling uh, to scammers, and uh, uh, what are they called? Scalpers, right? Okay. And just uh, in general, not being very good uh, to fans. And so they're they're suing Ticketmaster. I guess this, you know, the outcome of this case will be big news because it could change how they do future on sales and pre sales for shows. This morning, Taylor Swift fans making it clear who they are rooting for after what they say was a disastrous experience with Ticketmaster. They say Ticketmaster intentionally misled them back in November, alleging the company engaged in fraud price fixing, and antitrust violations. We are not going to just settle. They say Ticketmaster intentionally charged sky-high fees and sold their tickets to scalpers. It's baffling that they could have screwed it up this badly. Okay. We've sort of talked about it in the past. I know your thing is like, Uh, and maybe it's just because we're used to it. I don't know. But they make it it just, I mean... The artist knows. The artist knows. Right. They have managers and agents, and they go through those contracts. There's no way Taylor Swift's manager and agent didn't know what all the fees were going to be and what her cut of that would be. Nobody makes money on a concert as big as The Cure, which they had a major problem with Ticketmaster, and Taylor Swift. Without knowing, no money comes in without an agent knowing exactly where that money's going and how much it is. It doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen. It reminds me of the, uh, uh, oh, 30 Seconds to Mars documentary where the guy was like, we got screwed by Capitol Records. I'm like, your agent and manager, two of the biggest, most powerful people in the entertainment industry, you're... They're on the documentary. Like, there's no way this contract came in and the guy was like, looks good to me. Looks good to me. That just didn't happen. You knew what you were getting into. Everybody knows what they're getting into. The problem is, and I always say it's like Ticketmaster. They're more like kind of like, yeah, there are fees and they get paid. And, yes, they're making billions of dollars. But they're also kind of like the NRA for the artists. In the sense that, yeah, go ahead. We'll take the heat. We'll be the bad guy. the bad guy, yeah. We'll be the bad guy. It's fine. Well, in this particular lawsuit, one of the things, if not the main thing, that they're suing over is they're claiming that um, Ticketmaster has illegally gotten rid of the competition. And that, you know, because they've merged with uh, Live Nation, mm-hmm. when they merged, that basically it led to these uh, companies being able to charge exorbitant prices for tickets. Let's see, in a court filing last month, Live Nation tried to end the court proceeding. And forced the dispute into a private uh, arbitration, claiming the ticket buyers had agreed on multiple occasions over the course of online shopping to resolve any claims through arbitration. So I don't, I don't know. Like, when was the last time somebody sued a company and said they're they're too big, they're a monopoly, they they don't have enough competition? That's normally a job for the FTC, right, Congress. Yeah. I don't know when a company. And what merges. are you going to do? Right. What What do you do? Literally, what are you going to do? You say you're going to break it up? I mean, I think you're, back to Microsoft back in 2001, whenever that was. This is the last time I can really think of a lawsuit that was brought against a big company saying also, not the, enough competition. The, the, the risk versus reward 
of being a promoter for acts is not enough to break it up into a bunch of small companies. It's not. Because most shows lose money. Right. So if, say, me and you want to start our own promotion company and basically do what Ticketmaster and Live Nation does, right? We'll, we'll sell the tickets, right? We'll get them out to the people. We'll pay the band. We'll get everything done. We'll figure it all out, right? Right. Okay. Well, we do it once, and someone comes and loses twenty grand, which is not a big deal. Right. We're done. Right. Well, that's we it. are done and done. So what happens is, you know, these bigger companies like Live Nation and, you know, whatever else the other ones are, right? It's the difference between just, I always use this analogy. It's the difference between being able to go into a casino and playing every game at once and not worrying about whether you win or lose. And at the end of, end of the year, counting up your profits. As opposed to me and you going in and playing two blackjack tables and praying to God. And that's it. It's make Praying break. to God that we win on those two tables. Because if not, we're done. Because if not, we're, we're done. We're out of business. So you got to play them all. And that's, you know, you'll see, you know, look, I mean, you know, we've heard of it before. You know, Kanye coming to town and 7,000 people there. You don't think they lost their ass on that? Right. Like, I can't imagine. The artist gets paid. Of course. The artist isn't like, yo. And there's a bunch of different ways for bands to make that money, too. So I, here's an example. We did an Offspring show, I remember, at City Market. And they there's bonuses for tickets sold, right? Mm-hmm. And they were close to a sellout. Well, at a sellout, they get a bigger bonus, okay. right? So I remember every time, as people coming up, the manager of that band calling... The tour manager and the people saying, how close are we? How close are we? How close are we? And as they got closer and closer, he just did the math and said, boom, buy the rest of them. Right. Because now the math works out that your bonus, I, nobody's here. He's bigger. Yeah. But my bonus is bigger. And they didn't care about the promoter because when the promoter says, well, if we sell out, we know those 700 tickets, those people buy, buy beer, alcohol. they buy parking, they buy whatever, right? Yeah. But the band didn't care that those 700 people weren't really there. Right. They just bought the tickets because that's the bonus. But the bonus would be based on per head of how much money these people were supposed to spend. So if they said, hey, it's a $14 per head, it's $700, do the math, right? Right. That would have went into the promoter's pocket to try to cover the fees. But now, the $700, there is no per head. That per head's zero, and they lose. Yep. But the band doesn't care. But you never hear about that stuff. No. But, and I but get, it could be surprising to maybe Robert Smith. And it could be maybe surprising to, I don't want to say that, because I don't know. I don't want to say that Taylor Swift knows exactly how much money is coming from those fees and everything yeah, and else. I don't know that. But her manager is, her agent is, the people that she pays to work for her to get her the most amount of money, period, they know exactly where all those fees are. And well, it There's seems no like doubt part about of what it. they're suing about, if I recall, is that it wasn't just what it cost and what the fees were. It was that even if they had the money and, and you know got on there in time, they still couldn't buy it because the, they were alleging that it looked like those tickets had been kind of funneled, for lack of a better term, or at least given some sort of uh, allotted number to the, the, the scammers, the, the, whether they're the scalpers or the, the bots that are buying things, they should be doing a better job of making sure that it's actually an even playing field for people to buy the tickets. I felt like yeah. that was part of it, but I, I do think your analogy about But we all like that. We all that. like when uh, SeatGeeks got tickets when you want right. to get a Royals ticket for 6 bucks because uh, 
took the less risk. than face value because some guy took the risk. You now, right? He's he didn't like, sell well, him. whatever. Right. And, and that's that. It's the same reason that when you're doing your 401k, you don't put all of it into just Tesla. Right. But all I'm going to donate this much right. money each paycheck to Tesla and right. hope that I'm ready to retire. They spread it out. And so I think that that's a, a good analogy for how these, because I don't think most people really know how they work. I mean, hell, I don't really know how they work. I know, I think, a little bit more than the average person just from being in radio for right. so long, doing so many shows. But, you know, it. If you say anything that sounds like you're even sort of defending a company like Ticketmaster, right? Boo! Right? You're like, okay, I get it, I get it. Right? And maybe but you I just think that blame should be, and, and maybe the, the 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 blame should be spread around. Don't right. think that the artist and the artist team doesn't. There's you do not get to be Taylor Swift's manager and agent without knowing where every penny goes. Every penny. There's no way that you're just like, there's no way that the night before tickets go on sale, you go, what? There's an extra fee? Right. That's, that, that's not a thing. No, agreed. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and finish Doom Scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 